were discussing last night, uh, I wanted to spend a few days on some of the hukasem and other issues that piled up and the questions that are still streaming in from the Sugi from two years ago. Uh, we're getting Keep It Up A.M. Shailah from two years ago also. We'll get to them in due time. And we discussed last night the very sensitive topic with the sirens, the two-minute silence. And tonight, not coincidentally, so we finally get to a question somebody had sent in a couple of weeks ago, but it has to do with fires. Not to insinuate anything wrong with the Minig, things that they're doing in Maron, although there is a lot of raid on where a lot of these Minhagim came from. It's a good log topic. We're just going to touch F.S. Katseu tonight, but certainly we're not starting up the Heligayidin who are involved, were involved, even though the burning of the Begadim, which we're not really doing today, uh, was something that was always controversial, although there are Haim Kaddish and others took part in it, others were against it then. Shaila is it Baltrashis, not Baltrashis. Lamaisa, it's a Hegel place to dive in, and uh, there was such a minig, and certainly we're not going to uh, be Mufatfik in any of that. Uh, the fire aspect is interesting. So the question from a few weeks ago, he said he's listening to the Chukasem Shirm, and I mentioned that lighting torches at the Olympics, uh, one should not be involved. So if the Mechabed do to open the games, you should go throw out the first pitch or something like that in a different sport, which at least that's not rooted in Avodah It might be uh, some other things, but it's not Chukasem, a uh, really American game. And uh, the Olympics, the real Olympics and the Greeks, were uh, certainly opened with sacrifice to the gods and fire always represented various things in Avodah Zarah. And he wants to know, well, why do we have minhagim that are pretty entrenched, uh, like a Yisker candle and an air tumid and a shul and things like that? The answer is, is that fire can represent many different things. And we, when we have minhagim, what's interesting about the Sugim and Hagim and Chukoseim and where Minhagim come from and which Minhagim were established uh, for Kaisral when it's the top down or when it's ratified by the top and there were no pickpokim along the way, then we do them, we hold on to them very, very dearly. And uh, there are many Bikaras like Sukim that the Neshama is an heir and an heir is made of fire and their Neshama is not a very big jump from that. Uh, that has nothing to do with Avodah Zarah, and that's not even slightly bedevid. We do it l'chatchila, whether we should be lighting an air. Anyant of itself has a big debate on the Peskin. Better to get a 48 candle, light it, 48-hour candle with 72-hour candle, light it before, but that's a hochaziant of shayla. No one's mafakfeik on the minig. And the Nair Tamar also, in the base of Mittish, we had a Menorah, and there was a Nair uh, Marovi. So we don't have an issue with every aspect of any custom that might involve fire, I use the word custom, not minig. If we happen to have the minig and it was ratified or it was introduced by Chashua people. When it comes to Olympics, we're already talking about a sport that we know was created by Gaim for Gaim at the time of the Greeks and anything the Greeks did was heavily involved in the Rodazaran and, and Hellenism and the physical uh, attributes of man. And we fought in a major war of it. And we have a Yotiv called Hanukkah. So that doesn't need much explanation. With that, I'd like to point out a very fascinating tshuva, short tshuva in the Shevet Levi from Avosner, where somebody had asked him 
about this meaning, again, custom, that he noticed in America that there were camps that would light a bonfire, a campfire, and dance around it. And he wanted to know, is there any problem in doing that? So dancing around fires does sound a little bit Indianish. Clumsy is the sitting around and singing. Dancing around, we, we live in America, we have a very, very long history with the Native Americans. And Native Americans are hardcore of the Avodah as we discussed in the Earth and Heaven and other such uh, uh, lyrics. Um, doing dances around fires, so you could say, well, it's cold at night and they need light and fire can add joy and what she's going to say. And Lavdafka is the root of Avodah The question is, is it mentioned anywhere? Uh, this has nothing to do with Maron. They're not dancing around fires. They light, I don't know, I was uh, never there. What? Anybody was there recently? They, they, dance. Dance. they dance, but they're not dancing. The dance isn't Dafka around the fire. There's a, there's a fire, and they're dancing. They're dancing and singing. Not, Usually the fire is on, but they're dancing around the, the fire. is in the middle. I don't know if it's okay. dancing on the fire, but the, the light's in the middle. Okay. Well, Mark Vosner, I'm in safe territory. I'm just going to show you with small clips of what he says. He's talking about <laughs> camp. He's not talking about Lagbarmer. Not about Maron. We just happen to be discussing Lagbarmer. So it's a Dover Bitoy, but not Chasashalom attacking uh, what they're doing there. He's talking about a setting, and he describes it. It sounds like a campfire. Asher Shal, Sheishmenebe Camp, Shaisen Shalhev, Samrakhtin Savivoy. Shunegeh, the problem is that Tosefta gives you a list, and we discussed this Tosefta at length, and he's going to give you a, a quick summary. This is a sef that lists various dark Amaris. It's not an exhaustive list, but there were things on that list that didn't make it into Shah's Bavli. And the question is, do we hold like the Sefta? Do we say the Shah didn't mention it? Does that mean that they weren't invoked then? Or does that mean that we, the list is not uh, acceptable to necessarily? But he starts off, Shuneget the Sefta Perizan the Shabbos. It's generally true. We have Chumras from Inyan Nister and Zaya Kaddish and other sources, but if it's not Teknat Shas, it's not a Nister, it's not a Chiv. And Lashla Septa Perik Zayan Lacha Aleph, Lishab, it's a Marakid Lishal Hevis. Marakid Lishal Hevis, interesting. It doesn't say around Lishal Hevis, which he's going to notice. Marakid is the dance to a fire. Either one's You're trying to be meyaker and mechabed the fire itself. And that's a problem. But again, it's to the fire, not around the fire. We know Reboineris is Garm Simcha, Shabbos, Yamte, Vachasna. And there's certainly nothing wrong with Marbe Simcha. But the person asking the Shaila says the little research he did does come from. The old Gaisha customs and maybe the Indians and others. So that's the Shadow. Tosefta does mention something about dancing in a fire, but the Lushan sounds like it's dancing to the fire, not around the fire. Shadow is that Chilik and Machalik. Skip down to the next bracket. 
The question is, do we have to use that list in the Tosefta if the Babli doesn't have it? So, the Tosefta, the Tosefta is all over the Babli, but obviously this doesn't appear in the Gemara. Noticed that there are many people violating the list of things that are Daikamari in the Tosefta. So he suggests if we didn't have another Limitzchus, why start up with the Tosefta if you don't have to? The Beis Yosef is Mesupik, and he sounds like you really should be Machbar, but he's Malam Eschus, because that's not officially Shaz Bavli, but it is a Tosefta. And therefore he reiterates the second Limitzchus, Amad, Yamakam Limitzchus, Yamashikasati Lamalo, do Lai Maraktan Lishal Hevis in Yanakar, or maybe the whole Tosefta, talking about dancing to the fire. Interestingly enough, he says that there is what's discussed over here. Tosefta does say dancing with the fire. You dance with the chasna. You dance to the chasna. You dance around the chasna. What does it mean? You're trying to be miyakir the chasna. You're trying to be machshef him. It's not a huge chilek. And he says uh, he's not sure. He says so. We never had the many before. We're in America, and we started to pick up all these things. He's certainly not mitzvah to do so. And the question is, that Asr, to Asr, just based on the Tosefta, so maybe that's not what the Tosefta meant, and maybe Yonti Machmik the Tosefta, but they're two big maybes. Yeah? Does this go by your kavana, or does it go by what it looks like? Because anyone that, that sees people dancing, let's say, by a bonfire, if, right, any, if you could ask any guy what's that going on here, they would say, oh, they're serving the fire. Like, no, they wouldn't say yeah, that. it looks strange. I mean, you know, all these stories have to take a step back. I'm going to get to, have to do just in the past few weeks, a rash of, uh, of, of similar shaylas. The next one, even more complicated, is about yoga, which a lot of people do. And as I mentioned by the Sudhya, whenever we talk about it, you have to start off and have a deep understanding of all the materials of the Sudhya. It took us a year in training to do the Sudhya. Anybody offering an opinion, the knee-jerk reaction is, yeah, everybody's doing it, it's just a trash in the body, it can't be, it's only a fire, we're just dancing, having fun. That, that's never an answer, because you can't paskan any shayla, certainly derises, certainly also Zara, based on everybody's doing it, how can this be also? Uh, with that said, what? So I'm saying, Lagmaver fire, there is a discussion of it, and it goes way back, hundreds of years, to some very, very Choshava people and the Kabbalah and there are Chaimakajas involved. So we're not, I'm not saying this tonight because we're being mafakvik on that. Uh, that's purely for the Dvar Mitzvah of what it represents and the fire, as I started off, does represent the Neshama. And we're talking about a yurt site. You know, that fits better. Here we're talking about a camp and they decided, like Camp Wanatangdu in Nevada, I just made that up. If they're Wanatangdu Indians, I apologize. Uh, or maybe I shouldn't apologize, but um, and their custom was they always dance around the fire. We're in America, and a lot of these things have rubbed off. There's no doubt about it. So, um, question: Avosner is saying that, yeah, maybe it's to make. Oh, why would you want to do it? So you say, well, but then it comes to sitting at the fire. Sitting is probably better than dancing. The Tosefta just mentions Maraktim. It doesn't say singing. 
So everybody, everybody understands you're in a camp setting, it's dark, and you have a fire, it warms you, and you're toasting marshmallows, and that's not hookah saying, and uh, everybody's having a nice time. That's still different. You could probably be to the campfire with that as opposed to dancing. So he's not saying it's awesome, but he's not saying you should do it either. He has concerns. But if he's dancing, he's singing songs of Kedushas from the Oreo. Yeah, if it's a Kumsitz, are usually singing, usually singing. slower songs with the uh, Hisoris and things like that. Okay, so he's not saying it's us, but again, Vosner, that's why I'm quoting Shea, but a little bit, this is, people think, uh, who thinks of these chumras and everything? He's answering the question. Somebody asked him, is the campfire dancing around? It's not a one-line chuva. What kind of ridiculous question is that? Of course, it's mutter. He says, well, it sounds like the Sefta. Maybe not, maybe yeah. And do we have to make the Sefta? Well, many are, and the smog is. Uh, it's, uh, not partial. Is standing, holding hands, and kind of swaying back and forth, dancing, or sitting? I don't know. Based on what you just asked, maybe that's worse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know the impression you give, but again, you can't, as I said in the previous discussion of this topic about a certain song, I, I don't want to use the word usher if there's a tzad lahokah for a lot of people doing it. A Vosnav doesn't want to either. That's no, no. A Pesach doesn't want to usher things, but you're dealing with, I guess, Sugi starts off with Dereses and Hokusovarazara and things, he, he's not so quick to be makele either. Uh, the, if you remember the birthday candles, so um, uh, somebody told me that after, after the shir, Bumikrantz has every year, he prints a lot of halachas in his place, I think. He has one page of the 400 pages there. He's a whole tirade, and he's that a positive way, against birthday candles, and he traces it back to the same occurs we had over here. And uh, there, the fire is... Uh, Dangerous, and we don't blow out candles because the fire represents the neshama. I'm not saying that's also, but your grandmother wouldn't like it. It already shows you it's not Jewish, and we don't make silent wishes over a cake. We daven three times a day, and the whole thing is very not Jewish. So why would you want to get involved in a shayla like that? So these things could could be potentially very serious. The third one, yeah, somebody had their hand up. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. If it's by Badfai, he recognizes that it's dark out, you need some light, you need some heat, it gets chilly at night in the mountains, and it has a nice effect, and people like marshmallows, and it's very cozy. I don't think he's against that. He, his problem is that the Zephta says dancing and fire in the same sentence. Well, that's the same. No. It says two. That's his chili. That's exactly what you just said. What? Yeah. Yeah, if you're turning your back to the fire, yeah. We're very careful about this. You know, we say Kirish Levana. You know the din is? You look at the moon quickly once, you don't stare, and you turn the other way. You don't face the moon. Why is that? How many people do you know bowing down to the moon? The answer is, we have a many, we don't, uh, there are plenty of people who did bow down to the moon, and we don't face the moon when we have our lips moving. <laughs> so all our hugging suggests that we try to be very, very careful with these things. The third one, which is, again, a huge topic, part of the alternative medicine issue, but somebody just sent it in. He wanted to know it's clear to him that um, all of yoga and the expressions they use are all based on Hinduism, Buddhism, and the like, which is clear as day. That's where it all comes from, and the, and the bowing, and the this, and the uh, connection, the energy, and the soul. And so why are so many people doing it? Is there any heter for it? So again... If you just take the exercise and you happen to like, instead of jogging or swimming or playing tennis, you think this is better for your body, not your karma, not your energy, not your uh, tranquility, 
which they say it helps for all these things, but there are other ways to do it which don't get into the shayla. And you're just doing a exercise that happens to look like that, then okay, you can't say it's also. Uh, anybody I know who is seriously into yoga, who I spoke to over the years, said they can't imagine why in the world this would be mutter. Every single person, all the Adam Abali Shuvah, they were yoga teachers. And they say they can't imagine why the Muta is when we learn it. It's all about the energy and the spark of the divine spark. And the, a lot of them have these little thinkers in the room. Okay, that, yeah, obviously not going to be bound down there. But it's heavily, heavily, it's not rooted. It, it comes straight from there. And all their Lashainas are based on that. So again, you have a lot of people doing it. So then people say, well, we don't mean Lashainas. And you don't say Lashainas just to the movements. The question is, even if it's not. So why would you want to do something Why would you want to start doing movements based on their instructions? You have an instructor. I don't need an instructor how to swim. Well, maybe you need an instructor how to swim. You got how to swim. But if you want to do exercise, it's not that complicated. Why are there so many do's and don'ts and exactly how you do it? Because they talk about what it's connecting to and the energy and the different parts of the body. And they have names for all these categories. And then they are bowing and so when people ask me this, I said, look, if you can exercise by jogging, going to treadmill, and you know, then why get into the shayla? It's certainly a serious shayla. And uh, I remember when I researched it, somebody told me that uh, the Babacha Rebbe, back in the, in the 70s, I think, uh, wrote a whole kuntras on it saying anybody should stay away with a 50-foot pole and it's all rooted in Avodah and everybody answers. And interesting how uh, I was told that by the Babacha who said that we don't go near this stuff. The Rebbe said that we don't, uh, we don't go near these things. But he was, that happened to be an old psak, but he was already recording that many people know about it, and it's, and it's a problem. Lamaisa, if there are a lot of people doing it, the Limitzchus, as well as the Mitzvah Limitzchus, is that if you don't do any bowing and, and there's nothing in the room and you try to get rid of all those funny words, you don't talk about energy, and you don't treat it like a religion, you have to follow every single thing, and, and okay, so it's exercise. But the question is, can you find another exercise? Do you want to get into a sugya that might have these trappings? That's really the shayla. So, um, your question about the evolving of the menhagim that they're doing today, their own, certainly, Bahari Kaidish, no pun intended. If you mind me, a couple of months before Lai Berman next year, maybe we'll try to put it on the roster because we actually never gave a full, full shear on it. Okay, there's one other part of the sugya before we get to the Timtam and Efech, which is a pretty large sugya, and I'd like to start it now. We started a bit late, and it goes back. I realized that I had promised to uh, to, um, to cover this, and that is the uh, discussion we were having about using a type of alternative medicine, a derech neis, and doing yisurim. If you recall, we'll give this out in the meanwhile, um, let me give this one out. This one. If you recall, the Gemara Sanhedrin, where David Melch was in trouble out of Shabbos, and Avishai found out with the bird that was acting strange and the blood coming out of the sieve, out of the bucket, out of the shower head. And he realized that David Melch was in trouble. He went to the palace, nobody knew where he was. And he went to ask the Chachamim, can he use the king's horse or mule? Says Enrich and then they said yes, Pshas Sakana. And we saw the Ramesha had a very fascinating shot, if you recall, that 
he was wondering whether he'd have any siyat shmaya using the king's animal. If it's hutro, then he would. If it's tochuya, then maybe he won't. And he knew he needed an ace because he had no idea where he was. They would need an ace and kvitz zaderach. And uh, somebody sent in uh, last week that that mule, I think I mentioned this during the year, was from Sheis Mebracious, so the mule has special siyat shmaya, another reason to use the mule. And he went and Baruch Hashem, he got there, got there in no time, and saved Dovna Melech. The beginning of the Gemara, I mentioned that, and it was really a separate topic, so I saved it for now. The Gemara starts off that Dovna Melech was told by Kosh Baruch Hu, you should pick one of two Anshim for your involvement in the annihilation of Naivir Kainim, and either you will get caught by your enemies and killed, or your children will be destroyed. He picked the former, and then Avishai, when he saved him, told him to switch it and pick the latter. And the family was almost wiped out under the cruel reign of Asalia. And a little six-year-old was saved because one kind was saved from Naivir Kainim. And the question, which is baffling, is what did Dabra Melech have to do with what happened? He was there, he was starving, he almost fainted. And what else could he have done? My conjecture was that he could have had a kazayas, from the kind that to give lechem upon him anyway. And then after that, he doesn't have to take a bunch of loaves for supplies or a sword. He can go on to the next town and then figure it out. Especially after he saw Daig, which he did, and he himself regretted later. And he said, I feel terrible. I saw Daig. I should have known that he would say something and it was up to no good. So his level of culpability, which isn't even grandma, it's grandma, shabba, grandma, shabba, grandma, was that perhaps he should have taken very little. He took a sword and he took the loaves and that gave Shaul the ammunition to accuse them of treason. And this topic is actually, unfortunately, came up and it's treated in the Paiskim, what happens when something happened to somebody and you were tangentially involved, but you didn't cause it, and you, sometimes you're trying to help out. What level of culpability, if any, is there, and what level of culpability is needed? And Leia Leno, this shouldn't come up, but there are plenty of truths written on the subject. I just selected a few of them to show you what the hashkafe is and mamele v'alacha in terms of what's needed a tiny stock on and the kapara. So let's take a look at the first one. We'll just begin now. Looks I'm safer on page one. Tshuva kuf ayin zayin. Higyani shayus chacham al dvar nara misharsis. There was a maid or a helper in a house, a Jewish girl. Asher b'lial echad hivis So you see this cruel idea of playing practical jokes on people uh, and scaring them out of their wits or embarrassing them and then saying surprise or April Fool's Day is a guy who calls him a Belial. Some Russia Marusha played some sort of trick on this young lady, said boo or something worse, and scared her to the extent that she fainted on the spot. And she passed out and she was in Syria Sakana. Pachat Pisan is Alpha Venasa Kamez Dunim. So here the, uh, the boss comes in, lady of the house, she hears a noise, a thud, and Nebuch, the young girl, is on the floor. Gevirta nevaloma oid, she was very nervous, they didn't have a tzol of them, it's up to her. So then, I guess they didn't use smelling salts, they used schnapps. Somebody fainted to wake them up, I guess you pour it down, it heats up the system, as he's going to describe. And she was hoping it would work. She reaches a hand on the shelf in her behilus, in her 
haste, and she accidentally pulled off the wrong bottle. I think Tanu San Sefer bottles weren't labeled. Didn't didn't have a skull and a crossbones on it. And she reached for the petriol. Kerosene, something like that, which is fatal, unfortunately. And she killed the young girl. So she's obviously trying to save her. So this love, that's no time safer. This lady is besides herself, obviously. Does she need a kapara? And what type of kapara does she need? On a regular shagi. What was that? On a regular shagi. No. Well. It's there's three types: the shaygig, the shaygig, the pshia shaygig, In terms of makas, in terms of gullus. So regular shaygig goes to gullus. Shaygig, the pshia doesn't deserve gullus. Shaygig, doesn't need gullus. So what is this? That's the part of the shayla. So well, Sam Sefer starts off with the with the first line that this is with gemur, meaning it's not grama. She did a maisa. She poured kerosene or whatever this was down her throat. However. She was in Bahala because the girl fainted and she's trying to save her. And the bottles are not clearly marked. Perhaps they should have been. No, some Belial said Booers came in with a mask, scared her out of her wits and thought it was cute and, and killed the girl. Once she faints, she's helpless. If somebody can't move, they're tied up, and you bring the age to them, then that's a direct maizam. There's no way anybody's going to survive having that point down their throat. Ah, next line. Listen to this analogy. Sigmar Makis says, based on the Mishnah, that it compares it to Yar, Yar is a Roshus, but excluding somebody who's involved in a mitzvah, like father's giving Musr, Corporal punishment and it got out of hand, or the Rebbe or the Shlia Basin could be, we'll discuss in a moment, a policeman trying to arrest somebody, trying to get punishment, or the guy giving Marcus. And the Sam Sefer is going to say that this is better. What is Shlia Basin? Pierce Rashi, Shlia Basin, Remember that a doctor there assessing how much he can handle. And the doctor assesses, and it has to be divisible by three, so we lower it. So the doctor says he can handle, let's say, uh, 36. He can handle 12. And the guy's hitting, hitting, hitting. He didn't go over the count. And at 10, the guy died. So he's going to ask, he doesn't understand Rashi. That's not the guy's fault, the guy with the whip. is just following the doctor's order. So why should there be a havamina? Kamash Malan, he's not five goals. Why should there be a havamina? Kasha, patakim, shamdu, เวมทาไรเฟชอมอดอยมาอัสเชลียชูออนัสเปซีเวเบสเตนซีซีเฮสเนมอันเดอร์สแตนด์ว่ายดัตนีดซิกเดอร์สิคาซุจัสซุปช
The last one was 36, and now he gives 37, the guy dies, Nebuch. Filahachi, and the Gzayasakasav is, Kivin, Shatchilis, Kinisasal, Inyan, Hakah, Hayil, Mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, he's the Shriya based in. Afapish, Shikvar, Kalsa, Mitzvah, so, even though technically he shouldn't finish the mitzvah, become a compotter. Because he's involved in a mitzvah, he made a mistake. Afapish, Lanasis, Mitzvah, so, Loishalav, Loishalav. The father didn't accomplish chinuch. The child isn't around anymore. The rabbi didn't accomplish chinuch. The, the apprentice, they, it didn't work. But they were trying and they evolved in a mitzvah. Now, based on this, They're doing something which is inherently dangerous. This whip can kill somebody. The doctor's there saying, don't give any more. We don't know if he could survive. They're giving patch to the extent it shouldn't have been that it could get dangerous. They should have known to be more careful and still the Gzayasakasav is they're involved in a mitzvah if it wasn't reckless and wasn't out of anger and wasn't a severe shia, then they're putter. This guy made a mistake on the counting. You should count more carefully next time. Whatever the pshat is, the doctor made a mistake. He made a mistake. Koshkin hacha she was trying to save her life. She grabbed the wrong thing in her behola. This wouldn't even be the Maisa was a mistake. It was, it was an interesting dimmion. The Masasik, and many Achorinim hold that Masasik is part of Makarban, Machlisa, Bekivag, and the Sivas, even in Avera. Gar, Skavin, Livloy, Rog, Gabloch. If you swallow chaylev, you had hanah. Mesasei b'chalom v'arayis is chayev. Over here, she got no hanah. She feels horrible. She's trying to save her, and she grabbed the wrong bow. She says it's the chavachem of the sugya makis. It's like mesasek, and you should give her a serious pass on any heavy kaparas because she's involved in a mitzvah. However, he's going to go on to say, which will continue maybe next week, that pata her legamre lamaisa michshol came to her magalgal zchusaydei. And Tapata with nothing is also not right, so he's going to discuss what the level should be. Like Leno, it shouldn't be a game. Exactly.